This episode contains description of child abuse, mentions of vomiting, and jokes relating to the Soviet Union. Listener discretion is advised. Please enjoy the sixth episode of Smile Grove, where all your dreams come true. Good evening, everyone. How was your dinner? Absolutely disgusting. Just what I want to hear. So from now to bedtime, I think, it's Smile Grove mandated free time. Feel free (laughs) to do whatever you'd like. Just keep the facility rules in mind. Oh, yeah, right. The facility rules and also don't kill each other. That's important. Can't have a repeat of last month. Francis will forever live on in our hearts. I guess I can see what I can do. All right, then. Have fun. Bye, Miss Michelle. Does anyone have any idea for what we can occupy ourselves with? This room is incredibly uninteresting. Oh, we can finally check out some of those board games. This place has board games? Yeah, there's a bin of board games. Uh, kinda. A lot of them are beat up or don't make sense, but they can still be fun. Oh. Hmm. Uh, what about this one? That's Achen. We've never been able to play it. Not even our resident smartass can read Russian. I prefer the term genius, actually. I wouldn't expect you to understand. I might be able to figure it out. Figure out Russian? You can read Russian? A little bit. My... uh, I've picked up a few words here and there. Oh? Look out, Gray. Looks like someone's coming for your genius title. And yet you remain the champion fool. Okay, so this is Ozhin, which is the number one in Russian. It's self-titled The Vintage Wartime Game. It was imported straight from the Soviet Union itself, and there are two modes. One's cooperative mode, communist mode is its other name. This mode is filled with well-authentic recreations. It's a well-paced and is said to have an enjoyable experience for all players. The second mode is competitive mode, or capitalist mode. It's said to be painfully frustrating and upsetting for all players. The Ogen Company is not responsible for any damaged property, casualties, or fatalities acquired as a result of the gameplay in this mode. Well, okay. Do you all still want to play? Absolutely! Painfully frustrating is practically my middle name. Yes. This seems like it will be quite a fascinating look at socioeconomic history and the propaganda associated with it. I'd love to play, especially now that someone can actually read the rules and we can make sense of what we're supposed to do. All right. Just 472 pages. What? Here, I can set up the board. Just read the rules to me. Um, yeah. Sure. Rule one for capitalist mode. Taking money from other players is not only allowed, but encouraged by the law. Instead of taking red government bailout slips that would be used to get in-game currency during each turn, we take the blue government robbery slips that take in-game currency from the players during each turn. In addition, players will take turns being private corporations, where they'll spin the wheel and collect the amount that they land on from other players. The corporation will state that it's acting to better serve the people of the game, but 
I mean, they'll just end up keeping the money that they collect during those turns. That's great and all, but I still have no idea where to put anything. Does it say anything about where to do things? Let me see. Lay the board at a 20-degree angle. They recommend using a 480-page book to prop it up. How convenient. And put the treasure tokens, I think they're supposed to be treasure tokens, and distribute $5 to every player. Oh, but since we're in capitalist mode, uh, we should take back $4 from every player. As tax. Shouldn't I just give everyone one dollar then? Just a dollar? Come on, Tita, give me a fifty. Well, the motto for capitalist mode is the less money flowing through the economy, the better. So I'm gonna have to say no to both of those. Or yes, maybe. Um, go with your gut. That's delightful. It says here it's a mix between Clue, Twister, Jenga, Uno, and 30 other board games. This is going to be stupidly captivating. Okay, so, Tita. Sounds like everyone gets three dice, five red sevens, one citizenship card, and 14 good Samaritan tokens. Oh, and it says one person has to be the scorekeeper slash referee. Since I kinda know, well... Sort of, no Russian. That should probably be me. I'll set up. Here are your decks. Let the chaos begin. Gray, I'm gonna crush you like a used soda can. I'm the banker this round, so I spin to find that I take... $300 from you both. Tita is completely out of currency, so I play my government rations to confiscate Tita's incomplete jigsaw puzzle of the Berlin Wall, reporting her for treason, and leaving her with zero assets other than her last three Good Samaritan tokens. I then force a trade upon her, leaving her with two cows and no more reputation. <sighs> Finally, I get to play my inspector card, and I get you sent off to the gulag for being a bad citizen. Hell yes, you're finally gone! Good job. Now, if only you managed to do that three hours ago. Hey, at least I wasn't eliminated first. Who's the champion fool now, Gray? It seems Gray and Storm are neck and neck as we are several turns away from the collapse of the Berlin Wall, marking the end of the game, which could not come sooner. <laughs> <laughs> this kind of takes me back, to be honest. Oh, did you play this a lot when you were younger? Oh, uh, not really. Just game nights in general. They were a highlight of my childhood. My father was almost always at work, and so I never really got to see him. Except during game nights. Even when we were fighting or something was wrong, I always knew that by Saturday night, we'd come back together. My father would put his laptop down... My mother would make a batch of chocolate chip cookies, my favorite. We'd play Monopoly, Clue, Candyland, Scrabble, Shoots and Ladders. Any game we could get our hands on, really. It was nice. And yet, you still ended up here. My turn to be the banker! Haha, <laughs> jackpot! Gray gives me $1,000 and I get five Good Samaritan tokens for the success of my corporation. 
Thank you, capitalism. I then use my red sevens to pick up a big pharma card, which uh, seems to be a patented vaccine card that prevents every other player from getting a cure for outbreaks that may come onto them, uh, based on the picture. Nikolai, what does the bottom say? I think that just says biological warfare. Nice. I deploy my false entrepreneur card and roll a... 14 and a half, meaning I capture your external outpost. Great, you're really good at this game too. Do you have experience in it? No. I've never played this game before at all, in fact. I've never had game nights in my house at all, to be honest. Uh-oh. Hold on. I think I've been reading the cards wrong. You're supposed to have 500, not 1,000. So... Uh, technically, you have half of what you're supposed to have? That makes no sense. Why wouldn't they just put in the numeric symbol? I don't know. I guess it doesn't matter, though, since everyone's inaccurate by the same amount. My family was far too focused for board games, though. Never mind entire nights dedicated to them. My father was a very goal-oriented man, always had his eyes focused on what was going to happen next which happened to be my studies. Delightful. He was enthralled by the idea of his son going to a prestigious level high school, then a prestigious university after that. You know, making something of himself. Games are a waste of the active mind, he'd say. Luck and chance don't favor those with skill. And when I was younger, I relished it. He took it upon himself to be my own personal tutor, going deliberately out of his way to teach me. My father seemed to be okay with me, until he wasn't. It went from satisfied grunts with my work and letting me leave after my 30 minutes were over to screaming in my face and, well, it just escalated from there. It started as just a half hour more, then it was an hour more, and then I was staying up until two in the morning with him, being sprayed with water in my face, telling me that if I was really trying, if I really wanted to be good enough, then these simple calculations would be easy for me. But I'm not good enough. And I never will be. I'd never get it, and I'd never live up to the shadow that he cast. Don't get me wrong, though. My father was a good man. Don't mistake that. He was a perfectionist. He didn't like it when people made trite mistakes, so he didn't want me making them either. He was a good man who wanted the best for his son. Yo, I captured your king. Hey, I needed that. Eh. Shouldn't have let your guard down with all those sob stories. <sighs> You're intolerable. I bet you didn't have... satisfactory game nights either. <laughs> That's where you're wrong. Game nights were always my favorite. Perfect. A uh, less upsetting story. What kind of games would you play? <laughs> oh, several types. <laughs> Let's be clear. My P.O.S. parents love to play the game of how long can we make sure our food stamps don't give us food? When they don't work and they spend every penny on the shit that'd get them locked up themselves, they'd always love to gamble on when we'd run out of food and starve to death. Storm. <laughs> don't worry. It's not like I didn't have my own game. It was called... Let's see how long it'll take them to give a shit about me when I disappeared. I'd leave in the morning, and I'd wait for a phone call. Or for them to look for me. 
Sometimes I would just be down the street, waiting for them to even glance in my direction. I was stupid. Of course they wouldn't pretend to care. Why would they? They weren't going to pretend to care about me. They weren't going to take out the time to look for a lost possession that they barely gave a shit about. I picked up on that pretty quickly. So then I thought, at least I have an excuse to get out of that damn house. Escaping the mold and the rats. Escaping my mother constantly nodding out. You know, my perfect game night. It didn't matter if I showed up safe or bloody all over or dead. None of it mattered. And that was the best part of the game. I won every time. I always came back before they could start to worry about me. Out of sight, out of mind, I guess. Guess I only exist when they need to see me. I bet they don't even care I'm here. I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even know. Well, Storm Grey, it seems like you really have a lot of stuff to work through. Uh, yeah, no shit. We're at a suicide prevention center. So let's hear about your shitty parents, too. Not parents, parent. My dad, he... he's not around anymore. I don't really know when he left. If he left... what? I... but my mom was a great mom. She always cared and put the food on the table, that stuff. She did her absolute best, and I'm proud of her for that. So, yeah, no sob stories here. Good for you, I suppose. Happy 6.56 p.m., everyone. What are we all up to? And checkmate, or slam dunk. I do not get this terrible game. It doesn't matter, though, because I won anyways. Hey, what? That's not fair. I wasn't paying attention. Sucks to be you. Nikolai, mind crowning me as the ultimate capitalist king now? You're the ultimate capitalist king. Ha! Take that! Bite my shiny metal ass, Gray. Uh, from Futurama? Never heard of it. Alright, you two. Time for bed. Well, farewell for now, I suppose. Night-night, everyone. Hey, Nikolai, I can spot a liar when I see one. Mm-hmm. Um, cool? You were leaving out some large details of your story, right? I... Don't worry, I was too. Um, yes then. Ha! My lie detector is still intact! Well, do you want to know each other a bit better? Exchange secrets? Build a bit of trust in this god-awful place? Uh, I don't know. I don't really like to talk about that kind of stuff. You sure? It could be a great... Bonding experience? I know, it's it. It's just, I just met you. I, I don't think I could tell you that. I mean, look around. Everyone else was talking about unpleasant experiences today, and most of us just met each other. Except you. You lied too, d didn't you? I... yes, so we won't share then. That's okay. Uh, whatever you're comfortable with. Yeah, um, good night. Good night. Sorry I made your first day awkward.
This episode was written by Acerenia Blight and directed by Oliver Shane. The voice of Nikolai was Oliver Shane. The voice of Michelle was Emily Safko. The voice of Storm was Noah Bellichu. The voice of Tito was Alicia CZ. And the voice of Grey was Kyle Wright. All original music in this episode was composed by Oliver Shane, and all audio design was edited by Emily Safko. Smile Grove, a product of Isotopic Productions, is made possible by our loyal patrons, Blue Galaxy and Marie, as well as listeners like you. Thank you. Do you think it's time we started replacing our politically incorrect board games? consider checking us out on Patreon at www.patreon.com slash isotopicproductions. Want to say hi? Send art of our show or talk with like-minded fans? Click the link in the show notes to join our public Discord server. And now, a Grover-approved message. Sympathy is a two-way street. <laughs> Too bad these kids don't know how to drive. <laughs>